Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking today, Craig Malasson and Josh Sowers. And Josh is the voice of the UTA Mavericks. And uh, I won't say the voice of the Blaze because we did that one time and we talked about that and, and got a, a chuckle. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave it on. How are you today, Josh? Man, I'm doing all right, Craig. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you. Last time we talked was a baseball tournament down in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, several, several months ago. It's always, uh, always a treat to talk to you. And yes, voice, voice of the Mavericks, as, uh, as, as some call it. Some call it the voice of the boys, but it, it is what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the baseball tournament was fun. I'll tell you what, drinking beer and be able to talk and record stuff. And uh, I'm not sure I want to go back and listen to those again because of my stumbling, bumbling, and mumbling. <laughs> But, yeah, we had a oh yeah, there was a there was a few of those that we had, and yeah, I, I never went back and listened to one of those because it's like ah, I, I don't know about that. We'll, yeah. we'll just let that go. We'll just let it go. Let our listeners have fun and go. Yeah, he's <laughs> at it again. So uh, <laughs> let's talk. I mean, there's lots to talk around here about the Mavericks moving, uh, UTA moving to another conference. What can you tell us about that? Anything going on on your end that you might some rumors you're hearing? I guess. Well, with you know, as you know, the Sun Belt adding in. Uh, four new schools, four terrific football schools. Uh, that's kind of the focus of the conference. And uh, sadly enough for uh, UT Arlington and the Little Rock Trojans, uh, there's no more room for uh, the non-basketball schools. So uh, in a way, kind of being uh, phased out, which is which is unfortunate. But um, I think this is going to benefit uh, everybody on both sides. UT Arlington wants to be a basketball school, and they're going to try to find a, uh, a good basketball conference, whether that is the WAC that is really uh, – shaped up so differently in the last few years uh, with teams coming in, teams leaving. The Missouri Valley Conference is going through some changes as well. And that's the, uh, that's the two possibilities for, uh, for UT Arlington. Uh, haven't heard anything. I know, uh, I know the schools, I know the school's been in touch with both, uh, both conferences about uh, interested in joining and joining. And um, if it's going to be the WAC, it's probably going to happen pretty quick. If it's going to be the MVC might, uh, might have one more year in the Sunbelt, but that's, that's kind of what I'm hearing. But, you know, I, it's probably safe to say that the days of the Sunbelt conference for UT Arlington are very numbered at this point. Well, let's talk about the WAC first for a little bit, a number of Texas schools there. So, makes for an easy drive for a lot of travel. I mean, condense and travel costs there. Uh, isn't it, am, am I wrong in that? I know there's a, is Stephen F. Austin one that's moving and uh, yes, they're, they're there now. That was uh, that was a big deal last year. They, they kind of called it the Texas four uh, join the, uh, join the WAC. You had Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, Lamar and, and Sam Houston all uh, all joined the WAC, and that's coming with Tarleton too. Tarleton went in Division One, and they joined the WAC. Tarleton's in Stephenville, which is about uh, two hours uh, just outside the Metroplex here on the uh, on the west side, kind of central Texas ish area. So it's really gone into uh, some different shapes. UIW Incarnate Word they join uh, next year down in San Antonio, the WAC. So uh, the league is growing. And a lot of those schools that I just mentioned, the Texas Four, that's former Southland uh, yep. schools. They all left the Southland Conference, and that's UT Arlington's old conference. So uh, the natural rivalry is there. Now Sam Houston is flipped. They're going to go to Conference USA next year. Uh, so they'll be out of the whack. But you still have Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, uh, you know, within two, three hours driving distance, same with Tarleton. Uh, and then, of course, you have Cal Baptist, uh, you know, Grand Canyon, those, uh, those schools more out, more out west. And Seattle, too, of, uh, of, of all geographicness, if you will, uh, way up there. So, yeah, the WAC, the WAC is a very interesting one because there, there's a lot of teams. It's a growing league, and uh, that'd be interesting. Now, on the other side, the Missouri Valley Conference, that's a growing league, too. Um, Murray State just joined them uh, for next season. So it's uh, it's it's the it's expansion time for both those conferences right now. 
And who's in Missouri Valley on that side of it? Who would be your cl- closest uh, opponent? I guess. Honestly, you know, other than other than baseball, which would be Dallas Baptist, which is 20 minutes down the road. Okay. Uh, it would probably be Missouri State. That'd be the closest one because there's no, obviously no Texas schools in the uh, in the Missouri Valley uh, Conference. There was talk of UMKC, Kansas City, going into. Uh, the Missouri Valley Conference that has not happened. I don't know if it will happen. It might may still be on the table, um, but as it would stand right now, Missouri State would be uh, would be the closest one because then you got Illinois State, Indiana, Bradley, uh, Valpo, Evansville. So a lot of those Indiana Illinois schools uh, represented up there. So yeah, it'd be it'd be Missouri State would be our would be the closest rival if that was to come to fruition. And and is there a I guess preference from from the university that you know of? I know it's kind of hard to. I know you don't want to speak for the university or I don't know if you've spoken with anybody there, but is there a preference per uh, se? To, to, to what I know? No. Um, we, okay. we just, we actually don't even have a full-time president at the moment. Uh, our interim president just got a job at NJIT and uh, we've named a, a sole finalist for the, uh, for the president's job. So uh, a lot of, a lot of what ifs at the moment with uh, the university, I'm not sure if they have a, a preference. I think the Missouri Valley conference is a, better basketball conference as far as RPI goes definitely uh, historically they've been a better conference uh when it comes to uh, when it comes to hoops both on the men's and women's side uh, but honestly I I have no idea I don't know if there's a okay. or not you know I find it in- interesting in the whack going back to them real quick uh I had never heard of uh Cal Baptist no it was a Cal Baptist Cal Baptist uh, is there there you go and uh they had a they had a big win early on in the season uh, I think it was I, I just never heard of them. And, and then all of a sudden I, I turned on a game because it was the only basketball game on that night. And I turned it on and all of a sudden they were down by six and they came storming back or down by 12, I think even with about six minutes to play, came back and won the game. So it, it's really some, you know, because obviously for, for you and for me, Dallas Baptist is big that, that we all know of uh, in the area because of baseball and their run. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's just some things that, you know, I find interesting and, or stupid or whatever but uh some of my friends have never heard of them when i forgot who who they played recently uh and they were going like yeah but uh they lost to cal baptist i'm like well they're a pretty good cal baptist basketball team so yeah yeah no they're they're they're, they're a growing program as well and we got a you know a, a few of our old workers that work at a couple of schools out there in the uh, in the region and uh, yeah, that's 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 another one of the schools that have gone D one, just like uh, Dixie State, just like Tarleton the last couple of years uh, over uh, over on the West Coast that have gone D one. And Tarleton's one that a lot of our our listeners don't know about. I mean, I've looked him up because I forgot uh, there was something there in uh, either early on in basketball or last year with baseball, and I found it very interesting. I did not know there was another Texas stool there. So, and especially were they named something else before? Uh, they've always been. Uh, they've always okay. been uh, Tarleton. Uh, Tarleton State, uh, I think, at one point, okay. mainly, uh, ma- mainly Tarleton. Yeah, we actually uh, their first ever baseball game was against us uh, last year at uh, at Globe Life Field. Um, okay, yeah, maybe they, that's uh, maybe that's my memory then. Yeah, they. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was quite the welcome to D one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how their uh, how their season turned out last year, uh, but yeah, they uh, they've been wanting to go D one for a while there. Stephenville. I know a lot of friends from there and uh, good town, and that's just one of those schools that just continues to grow and they got d1 and they've upgraded their facilities and yeah watch out for them now good deal uh well it should be an exciting time i know i know change is not always easy but sometimes it's necessary and i don't know that the Sun Belt. well we have, we've already heard that little rock is moving on so i'm i don't 
I'm not saying the, the Sunbelt's kicking you out the door, but I'm sure they gave a little nudge there that said it might be time to move on. But, yeah, and from what I know, they uh, they basically said if, if we can find a new home, they're going to waive the uh, the exit fees. Um, okay. Yeah, before the co contract runs out or however however that paperwork works out. But yeah, that's I, I did hear that. So yeah, we're we're gone. <laughs> okay, well, good deal. Let's talk basketball. Let's talk this season. Before we get into the Cajuns, uh, uh, Cajuns and Mavericks, let's talk a little bit about what happened last week on your road trip. Um, you know. Uh, I'm on the baseball schedule. No wonder I can't. I'm pulling up the wrong stuff. I'm sorry. It was. It was. It was. A, it was. It was quite the roller coaster of emotions. Uh, from from one game to another, and then in that second game, it was. It, it was. It was quite something. It, it started out Thursday with the win over Georgia State in Atlanta. Very tough place to play, as you know. Yep. Um, they had they had not played in a couple of weeks. Their last game was December twenty first. So we that was their first conference game against, and uh, we kind of boat raced them in the second half, all but the last four minutes. So they kind of turned it into a ball game again. Uh, but you could tell that was a team that has not played uh, uh, at a true game in a in a couple of weeks because um, there was some guys gassed uh, in the uh, in the second half, and the Mavericks were able to come away with a big win to get to three and zero in the uh, in the Sun Belt at that point. And now we're thinking, you know, we had such a rough non conference. Um, season we're playing these big schools we're we're, we're not winning these games we're we're, you know, we're we're playing good but they're just you know, we're getting we're getting uh you know rolled uh by these you know top 25 fringe top 25 teams and uh it was kind of hard to gauge where we we're at as a program well you know start off 3-0 in conference and okay we're feeling pretty good then we go down to georgia southern they didn't play on thursday we did because they were supposed to play texas state which never made the trip and we had just one of the wilder games that i've been a part of uh in my time against the uh, against the eagles uh, UTA down majority of the game, uh, just would, would, would get close, but could never get over the hump. They could never grab the lead. 10 minutes left. Uh, Georgia Southern has a big dunk, 14 point lead. Like, okay, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. And the Mavericks kept chipping away, chipping away. And, uh, a missed free throw and, uh, some turnovers by, uh, by Georgia Southern in the last minute gave the Mavericks, uh, down by three with uh, 10 seconds left. And uh, point guard Javon Levi uh, sunk a uh, pretty much a buzzer beater uh, from uh, from the NBA three point line, if you will, to tie the game at the end of regulation. And uh, what a just a crazy shot that was. And then we thought we really thought uh, we had a really good chance in overtime because we were playing good at that point of the game. And the UTA jumped out to a four point lead uh, with about 30 seconds left in overtime. And a uh, big three by uh, Brown for Georgia Southern made it a one point game. And then uh, uh, they foul our point guard at the end. Uh, he misses both free throws, and they come down. They get a shot, a layup with about a, about ten seconds left, and take the lead, seventy four seventy three. And uh, our last uh, our last second uh, shots in overtime uh, didn't fall, and it was uh, it, it was it was quite the game. It was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so the Mavericks now sitting at three and one. I know that was a lot there, but that was kind of your that's all right. It was, it was an insane game. You know, I I, I look back at uh, your schedule, and I understand what you're exactly saying about the. Uh, the the you know travel and everything and then you had the oklahoma state game that early on that was uh the game that was kind of surprised again i didn't know what i'm i'm right there with you i didn't know what kind of team uta had because if you go back the first game you know it was a win against southeastern southeastern oklahoma state but let's face it they're not exactly a powerhouse in southeast i mean and i say that only because i I'm, I'm taking a jab at my brother who teaches there so <laughs> nice. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. He's been up there almost 20 years now. So, uh, but, uh, you know, but, but, but you did, you, you played some guys that 
played some stiff competition there. And then North Texas, I don't know how North Texas is this year, but you got kind of got blown out there. And then you turn around San Diego State, and it's a close game. You still lose, but it's a, it's a game you lose by six. You know, so Plus respectable showing. So um, it kind of surprised, yeah. it, it surprised me a little bit. Uh, uh, it, I guess, did I cut out there for a little bit? You cut out just a little bit there, but I, uh, I got you. And, okay. You know, from what, lost for about five seconds. But, yeah, you're, you're talking about that Oklahoma State game. And uh, that was that was their first game of the year. And that was coming off a few days where they got told they weren't going to go to the postseason. Um, kind of got, in a way, screwed by the NCAA. And uh, they came out on a mission. Uh, and that mission was to absolutely destroy anything in their path. And, unfortunately, we were on their path. And uh, that was a tough one. Uh, we had an you know, overtime loss to Abilene Christian. That was another crazy shot at the end. They hit a three to uh, tie the game uh, as the uh, as regulation expired. And then, yeah, North Texas. Oh, we got out there. Let me pause. Sorry about that, Josh. I'm not sure if it was my end or your end. I think it's my end. I got to learn to restart my com computer up for whatever reason. And it says internet, and it, it only happens – uh, when I'm doing, but you were, you were talking about the North Texas game, which I found very interesting because I don't know how North Texas is this year. Uh, and I, and I, I, unfortunately I didn't do my homework here, but what is North Texas looking like? Cause that, that seemed like an ugly game. It, it was, and they're a, you know, they're a team that went to the uh, conference tournament last year. They had a big win, uh, you know, knocking off Purdue, I believe. Okay. And uh, they lost some guys, but they got some guys and uh, it, for the Mavericks, it just nothing, nothing worked out correctly. Uh, in that game, and that was one of those you knew it was pretty much over with uh, about five minutes in, and uh, it was it, it was not a it was not a fun night to be a, to be a Maverick fan that evening. And uh, you know, I'm looking at them now, you know they're 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 not in four. They've had a good season, you know they played some tough teams uh, as well, but uh, yeah, just uh, nothing nothing really got off uh, got off the ground for the Mavericks in that game. But yeah, like I said, just they're they're one of the many teams that the Mavericks have faced this yeah. year. That the, you know, uh, tournament last season. So it, it was a tough, uh, it was, it was a rough non-conference portion of the schedule for the Mavs. There's no doubt about it. But well, it looks like it's paying off now as, as a start of conference play start. So, uh, I mean, three and one, you're doing well. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at your roster. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you normally have a lot more players from Texas on your team or, or am I thinking about somebody else? I, we, you know, we, we, we have a few, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, our, our, our recruiting groups uh, stretch far and wide and uh, yeah, you know, we've got, you know, Patrick Wamba from, uh, from the Congo. He's got a, yeah. he's got a great, great story. He's really starting to pick it up. It, it's, it, he's playing the best ball he's played in his career uh, this season. And um, you know, he, he comes from uh, NBA Academy Africa, you know, program down there and uh, coaches went and saw him and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get you here to a division one school. And uh, those dividends are paying off. And, uh, yeah, we've got we we stretch far and wide. Uh, our well, roster does. We got a few guys from Texas, but uh, you know we uh, we go all over the place. You know that. Yeah, I'm looking France, Australia, uh, Brazil, uh, and you mentioned Congo, and then you also Calvary have from uh, Canada. Oh yeah, uh, Nigeria, oh, yeah. Canada. I mean, hell, I mean, is uh, I mean, uh, UTAI, U University of Texas at Austin International. There, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, oh, no, or we got, you know, we, we got a couple of Metroplex players as well. Montez Young, he's from Waxahachie. That's, you know, about 40 minutes south of uh, south of Dallas. So, you know, we uh, we keep our guys home at, at times. Well, good deal. Uh, so where, where I'm looking uh, you're uh, you seem to be very similar to the Cajun in the sense that, I mean, I think you've got one guy that, that average, I shouldn't say, I think I'm looking at it. You've got one guy that averages 33 minutes a game 
but other than that, everybody else is in the 20 minute mark or lower. And that's very similar to what the Cajuns are doing right now. Everybody's, I don't think anybody's on the Cajun side is averaging over uh, 30 minutes a game. So is, is that by design? You've got that many players or was that out of necessity? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, we've, we've got a very deep roster and uh, you know, we've had, you know, everybody's had their COVID issues so far. We've had it a little bit. Luckily we've been able to play all our games. Um, you know, David Azor, he's going to, he's going to play most of the game and he he's been absolutely fantastic this year. Uh, you know, Sunbelt conference player of the week a week ago and uh, had a spectacular game against uh, Georgia Southern tying his career high 33 points uh, against the Eagles last Saturday. But yeah. You got a whole mixed bag. Uh, you know, the Mavericks feel, uh, feel like they're deep. We had some COVID issues this last road trip. So we're getting a couple guys that don't normally play those type of minutes, got some more minutes added in. So a uh, very deep roster. We did lose, uh, you know, one of our leading scores, Pedro Castro in the Oral Roberts game. He's out for the season. Uh, but it's it, it, in a way it is a necessity, but in a way it's, it's, it's a luxury, if you will. Good deal, man. Um, so what are we going to see? I mean, you guys uh, are, are it, it's kind of hard to tell because the North Texas game, 36 points, Oklahoma state, not another blow, uh, but what is your, what are you trying to, what are the maps trying to do? I guess, are they going to run the ball up and down the court? Are they going to try to play half court or is it the cages seem to run at times and then all of a sudden they're going to pull up and, 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 and half court game. So. Yeah. And we, uh, we, we game planned that for Georgia state because Georgia state's a run and gun team. They're going to pull up from three and transition quite often. Uh, we, they're always one of the faster type teams uh, in the Sun Belt. That's necessarily not UT Arlington's way, but we did see a good flash of that this last weekend, hustling up and down the court. Uh, lately though, this is a defensive type team. Uh, Greg Young is a defensive minded coach. He's going to slow the game down, take it possession by possession. Uh, not necessarily uh, maybe the, the old Danny Casper take it down at the very end of the shot clock type offense and really grind the game down to a, a screeching halt. But kind of, it, it you know, the Mavericks, they, they can deploy a number of, number of offenses, just kind of what the defense uh, presents them uh, on the other side. Uh, I wouldn't say they're the quickest team in the sun, but, but they are getting very, very quicker. Uh, Azor is going to, he's a scorer. He's a purebred scorer. That's what David Azor is. Uh, Cajun fans know him uh, quite well. And then Patrick Mwamba, Nick Alame, uh, those, uh, those are the guys. In down low play, uh, Shamar Wilson. He's a uh, freshman transferred from Phoenix College uh, this season. He's kind of he, he's kind of the bully down low, and we haven't had one of those uh, really uh, in 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 some time. You know, Lazaro Rojas standing at six eleven, so uh, not the quickest offense. And then of course, Ko Ko Dorichi Akabundu Ehioku. You know, he's uh, he you know, he'll 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 block a shot on you. That's uh, say that three, three times very fast. After yeah, Ko Dorichi Akabundu Ehioku. Yeah, it was uh, I went through quite the uh, training ritual uh, to get that one down. That's my that's my favorite conversation with the opposing radio and TV guys on the road is, is getting them to uh, say it correctly. I, I want to hear Jay's call of the game so bad now, but I'm going to be switching back and forth, listen to a little bit of you. I know we got to go, but real quick, right, right uh, before we go, Greg Young, let's talk, a little brief. Uh, for those that don't know, longtime assistant there at, at UTA, uh, it seems to be a good thing for the program now. I mean, the, the guys are playing, he's, and he knows the program. What's your thoughts there? Uh, I thought it was a, a terrific hire. I've known Greg Young since I started going to school there. Uh, when I was a freshman in college, that was his first year on campus uh, as an assistant coach underneath uh, Scott Cross, and he was bumped up to an associate head coach. Um, when when that when that regime left and Chris Ogden brought on, Ogden brought Greg Young back into the fold uh, and as an associate. And he, like you said, knows the program very well. Uh, has has so much experience, uh, you know, around the state, you know, around the around the country, and, and coaching. He's one of those JUCO guys. That's what he is, the old JUCO head coach. And 
It was a, I, I thought it was a great hire for the program. Uh, I, I consider him a really good friend. I got to do a baseball game with him. He was my cover commentator. Oh, really? Last season. That was, that was an unbelievable amount of fun uh, that we had uh, calling a, a baseball game with him. And so uh, is he a baseball he, guy? Oh, loves baseball. Absolutely loves baseball. He comes out to, uh, comes out to Clay Gould quite a bit at the, uh, after the uh, basketball season ends. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have him on at some point on the broadcast again, uh, this upcoming baseball season. Great hire, great guy, family man. Uh, and, and I, I love work. I love working alongside him. It's awesome. Well, good deal because, uh, you know, that's, uh, two things him and coach Marlin have in common, uh, the junior college ranks, uh, uh, the Texas, Texas area there, and then baseball. Coach Marlin's a big baseball fan too, uh, Cardinals baseball fan. So, oh yeah, I, I know they've they've known each other for for quite some time. You know, going back to his days at uh, Marlin's days at Sam Houston and you know UT Arlington being back in the Southland. So the, the, I know those guys go way back. Well, good deal, Josh. Any last words of wisdom here you want to uh, give out about the basketball game Thursday night? It, you know, you've been a part of these Maverick Cajuns games. There's just always that added little extra flair when the uh, when the Cajuns come to town. Uh, Mavericks haven't had that much success recently against the Cajuns in Arlington, but uh, just expect a, a bruising type game. It always is. Uh, you know, obviously, you're not. I'm not saying punches will be thrown, but man, there's going to be some elbow swinging. It's 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 some good basketball that these two teams have produced over the last couple of seasons, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a challenge. These are the top two. Belt, you know, really glad ESPN two picked up uh, Georgia State and South Alabama, who are uh, towards the bottom of the standings right now. They didn't want to pick up our game. But, yeah, uh, is what it is. What it is, you know. They, uh, it, it is what it is. As I, as I say, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game, and I'm, I'm. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the Cajuns bring to Arlington. Well, good, Josh. We'll talk again uh, uh, in February when uh, the the Mavs uh, return the trip, and you'll be in town on that Friday if you're in early enough. Uh, there's, I believe, it's the opening of softball season. Got an extra ticket for you if you want to join me there and have an adult beverage. Then we'll we'll head back to my place and uh, get Mr. Walker over and maybe a couple of other guys and and drink uh, a few bourbons, you know, uh, and maybe yeah, smoke it's, a cigar. It's a tasting session. That's all those. Yeah, are. <laughs> I, I, I just want to be hospitable to you, man. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, looking forward. That'd be a, that'd be a great time. And uh, you know, I uh, y'all y'all have always treated me very well. And you know, it, it, it's sad that the days are probably numbered for us uh, coming together. But uh, oh uh, no, we'll gonna, figure out a way. We're gonna, to make, do we're gonna it. make it fun. We'll figure out a way to get together still, even if it's during the summer. Uh, we'll we'll find some time. So absolutely. hey, Josh, thank you so much. You've been listening to We're Talking with Craig Malas on Josh Josh Sowers, the go. voice of the UTA Mavericks. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm sorry there, man. I'm telling you, it, no, that's it, awesome. that's it's hell to talk awesome. things when you're, when you're not drinking. So <laughs> with that, we will sign off for the day. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.